Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's our final day of 2022, day 365. We've come to the one-third mark of our three-year journey through God's Word, and we come to the end of the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 4. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this Word for this year, for this story. Thank you more for your son, Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, please write this word on our hearts today, we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Ruth chapter 4. Now Boaz had gone up to the gate and sat down there. And behold, the Redeemer of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, turn aside, friend, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. Then he said to the Redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. So I thought I would tell you of it and say, Buy it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not tell me, then I may know, for there is no one besides you to redeem it, and I come after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, The day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the widow of the dead, in order to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance. Then the Redeemer said, I cannot redeem it for myself lest I impair my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, the one drew off his sandal and gave it to the other, and this was the matter of attesting in Israel. So when the Redeemer said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself, he drew off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Kilion and to Mahlon. And Ruth the Moabite, the widow of Mahlon, I have bought to be my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of his native place. You are witnesses this day. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make this woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel. May you act worthily in Ephrathah and be renowned in Bethlehem. And may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a Redeemer, and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap 
and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez fathered Hezron, Hezron fathered Ram, Ram fathered Aminadab, Aminadab fathered Nashon, Nashon fathered Salmon, Salmon fathered Boaz, Boaz fathered Obed, Obed fathered Jesse, and Jesse fathered David. And by the way, that ending of Ruth, that genealogy from Perez to David is repeated uh, at the beginning of Matthew in the genealogy of Jesus, because what we're getting here is a small uh, section of the genealogy of the Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we go to the town gate, and that's where the elders would meet. They would hold court. It's how society was governed in the days of the judges, well, really throughout the ancient times in town by town and tribe by tribe. So the town gate's kind of a combination town hall and courthouse, and there would be elders there to witness transactions and to decide cases. That's why he goes there. Uh, They also would be like a first line of defense if someone were to come to try to attack uh, the town. So Boaz goes there and he kind of sets up this nearer relative kinsman redeemer who we get the idea we don't know the guy's name we don't want to throw shade on him but we do get the idea that he's a little bit more selfish and less generous and less uh godly than boaz so the lord has provided a very good kinsman redeemer for naomi and for ruth basically he says look this land's for sale All right this parcel of land that belonged to our relative elimelech and this guy says, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Absolutely. Who doesn't want more land? I mean, land is what it's all about in the ancient world, especially for farmers. Why wouldn't I want to buy it? And then Boaz tells him the catch. Oh, there's a little bit of something that comes with the land. Just a little small detail. You know, footnote A, subsection B. Uh, Ruth, the Moabite, she's coming. And you don't just get to have her as your wife, free and clear, because she's coming in order to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance. And what that means is that the firstborn would actually belong to Naomi, that the inheritance would belong to Elimelech's line. And so he doesn't want it. He doesn't want that. He says, I cannot redeem it for myself lest I impair my own inheritance. So he definitely is not interested in um, in taking that. He was concerned that any son born to him uh, and Ruth would, would share in the inheritance that he's already planned for his own children. He doesn't want his children to feel like they got displaced or whatever. It's just not something he wants to take on that burden, that responsibility. And so he does this very formal thing of taking off his sandal and handing it to Boaz. You know, this is in days before computers, before courthouses with land deeds that are kept on file. You had to have some way of securing property, securing agreements in ways that that would be publicly attested to in ways that would be 
verifiable that couldn't be gone back on. Um, the ministry we support in Uganda, uh, Reaching Africa's Unreached, a very good and faithful ministry. I've mentioned them before, but they've been in the process of buying land several times over the over the course of their ministry, and it's always difficult to do so. You have to get it from the local village, and you have to get the village elders to witness on it because there's not a really good, secure process in place that is straightforward. And the reason for that is I think I read at one point only about 19% of the land in Uganda is properly deeded and titled. So like a lot of the land just sort of belongs to the village or belongs to a group of people. And so there's no official record of it. So this is kind of the ancient world way of dealing with land and you need the witness of the elders. Uh, and so he becomes the redeemer by the witness of the elders in the town gate. And this reminded me as I thought about this, I thought, what a contrast here to our kinsman redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, when I think of a gate and a town and elders, the Lord Jesus Christ was put on trial by the elders and was condemned unjustly by the Sanhedrin. Those were the elders of Israel at the time. And he was driven out of the town gate, out of the city gate of Jerusalem to be crucified in open shame. But that's how he became our redeemer. Their judgment of rejection was actually the sealing of the covenant promise. Because Psalm 118 had said, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. So here we have elders in a town gate witnessing the Redeemer doing his redemption. And then hundreds of years later, over a thousand years later, you have elders driving the Redeemer out of the town gate as witnesses against him, but their very witness against him secures his position as redeemer. It's a, a beautiful little reminder to me of what it cost Jesus. It cost Boaz. He had to take a risk. He had to set aside his own selfish interests. He had to care for someone else. But oh, how much more Jesus had to set aside to become our redeemer. He had to set aside his place in heaven to become and be born for us. He had to set aside the rights that he was due as the God and King of Israel to be rightfully honored and worshipped. He had to be rejected and despised. And then he had to lose his fellowship with his father as he became sin for us upon the cross. So how much more our Redeemer has paid for our redemption. Ah, we should be so thankful. Because as blessed as Naomi is, as, as happy as we should be for Naomi, she gets a child, she takes him on her lap, she becomes his nurse, she is blessed, she is restored. We are even more blessed. We are even more greatly restored by our greater kinsman redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for being willing to be despised and rejected to pay the price for our redemption that was your very life, your very blood. We are so thankful. We are so blessed. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Well, that brings us to the end of Ruth and to the end of 2022. Have a blessed day in the Lord, and I will see you next year.